0: Hello, and thank you for downloading my podcast, McHugh Corner. My name is Meg, and every episode this season, we're talking about grief, something that we all experience in our lives, and hopefully, something you can find comfort listening to. My name is Meg McHugh and oh that rhymed and this is my very first podcast. I don't really know what to expect from it so we'll just go with it. My dad passed away a few months ago back in November now and since then I've made a YouTube video on it on the topic of um, how he passed away and then another one on how we need to change society's way of dealing with grief and I had a good response to my YouTube video. It was all very positive, a lot of people saying it reflected with them or it sunk well with them. And my boss as well from work, currently working at a radio station, North Sound One. He said, why don't you make a podcast more of a lengthy theme on different kind of angles to this certain topic and get people involved in it and see what people think, maybe a few question answers. And just to see if this sort of thing lands with people, because I get probably the initial response reaction to this podcast would be that it's an intense, heavy topic. That's kind of what I'm trying to change. I don't want it to be seen as intense and heavy I want it to be seen as something that's quite warming and loving to speak about and to bring people closer together. And that's that's what I want to get out of this podcast. So hopefully make a little series on it because it's very important to me and i think we should change the way that we talk about death and grief because currently i feel we as a society in a nation and a world we do tend to push it under the carpet and think of it as a taboo subject where i'm sure i speak for all those who have gone through grief or grieving at the moment that we don't want it to be seen like that we don't want to feel alone with it we don't want to feel that we're burdening other people by feeling the way we feel and i'm sure people feel the same in an opposite direction so someone that's not been through grief or doesn't know Know how to deal with it may think that they're burdening us where there's a very weird line between it and something I kind of want to break down in my experience the past couple months of me dealing with it people have steered away from asking me about it or talking about it through no fault of their own I imagine that they don't want me to feel sad and they don't want me to feel like they're bringing it back up again to me and to kind of rekindle the sad feelings so I understand that no one means it and no one thinks of themselves as doing any wrong which they aren't doing any wrong it's just the fact that it's the way that we kind of have grown up with grief I know for a fact That before Oh, my phone's going off there. I know for a fact that before I experienced this myself, I never fully thought into it. And I didn't fully know myself how to deal with people that were grieving. But now, you know, when people ask me about it, when people say, how are you doing? I've been thinking about you. It means the whole world to me. So rather than it becoming a taboo subject, I know for a fact that when I pass away, I don't want people to feel that they can't speak about me because it's a sore subject i don't want anyone to feel like their loved ones are fading away because i think that's what we do i think no one talks to each other about it and that's what causes depression and that's what causes a very downward spiral of events which is not what anyone needs after someone's passed away that's a loved one you we need to kind of to support each other as much as possible so if this topic sits well with people and gives them an outlet i would love to continue with a q a sort of thing even get people who would like to share their own story onto this podcast and talk to me about it and see different angles of what they what they've been feeling or what they've been going through in their daily lives since. So that's my vision for people to feel that they can open up about it and for attitudes to change about talking about it. Because I really really want to make it a less of a negative worrying subject area to feel awkward about it almost. So let me start with my story of how my dad passed away. So my dad has been very unwell for a while. Well, no, not for a while. He had been very unwell for a short amount of time. Sorry, should I say? He had a heart attack back in October and we all thought it was a heart issue and kind of were led to believe that until it was pretty much his last day. He had a major heart attack and he did need a bypass surgery, which he had. We're all a little very nervous about this anyway. And he recovered from it. He, he didn't recover from it, but he survived the surgery. Is what I meant to say. After visiting him a few times in the hospital over the following weeks to this operation, he seemed to deteriorate in a quick way. It didn't seem like it was going to plan. So anyway, being hopeful, we we all kind of thought, oh well, maybe he's just his immune system needs to build up again. He needs to feel strong again. But we all agreed that as time went on, he looked a lot worse, and there was more complications. So after a couple of weeks, maybe 5 weeks or so, my mum was told that he had cancer in his kidney, that it wasn't discovered before and his stomach had ruptured. So his insides were poisoning him and it wasn't it wasn't going to work out for dad. They told her this the night before he died saying that he had a couple of weeks to live. And my mum bless her said to me, you should come down on the train over the weekend and see dad didn't kind of cotton on about any of this because I could imagine she wouldn't want to make me worried over the phone so the next morning at three in the morning I got a phone call actually which is strange because I don't usually keep my phone on loud I don't know why I kept my phone on loud that day maybe it was something in the universe telling me to but she said you need to come down urgently I got on the train worst train journey of my life because it wasn't till 5am that I could get on it so I was pretty much pacing my flat and around an hour before I actually got there I was told over the phone by my brother that I needed to say my last words to him which was. Honestly, the worst thing I've ever had to do because I was on a train full of people. It was, you know, at rush hour in the morning and it was nearly impossible to say how you feel about someone you love under pressure and having no clue why you have to say it because the day before you thought he was recovering in time for Christmas. I, as best as I could, told him how much I loved him and that he was a brave man and how how much I'll always love him and how much he's my best friend. And um, he, he did pass away before I got there. Not to my belief, I thought that he would make it. You know, you always have hope. You always have hope that they're going to make it. And, you know, I got there and he just, I just absolutely lost it. Lost my mind. I've never felt an experience like it in my life and not something I would ever wish on anyone to, to be kind of told the person that means the most to you is gone and there's nothing you can do about it. And you had no warning to even think about it. And I always think to myself, what would I have preferred? Would I have preferred to know my dad was going to die and kind of get used to that? Or would I have preferred it the way it was and to be kind of unaware of it? There's two arguments to both sides, but I guess I've had the easier way because I wouldn't want him to suffer any more than he already did. But at the same time, for selfish reasons, you just think, I, I didn't, didn't even get the chance, you know? Didn't even get the chance to even understand it, let alone you know, say goodbye or anything. So that was really bad. And it can play over and over in my mind. And that's kind of a short version of it. The long version would take too long. And the point of this is not to explain what happened to him, but how I'm dealing with it now. And So this is over two months ago now. And don't get me wrong, the first few weeks that people found out about it i wrote a big post on facebook explaining what happened because i've been off work and things like that people would be questioning anyway so i kind of wrote a big tribute to him and said everything that i felt towards him well not everything but you know everything you can possibly say on a facebook post so floods of messages came in floods and floods of messages I got uh, cards and flowers for the post. The work let me off for weeks off work and they were very supportive. They were actually brilliant. Um, I work for North Sound, as I've already said, and I work for Apple as well. And they both have been absolutely exceptional. Lots of lots of support and love. But now that I'm back to work and, you know, months have passed. It feels like the world's moved on and I haven't. Whereas I'm trying my hardest to maintain my composure through the, most of the day, kind of steer myself towards, you know, my personal goals and things that I wasn't doing before i'm now doing so for example the youtube video i kind of released thinking you know i would never before have posted this because i would always be too embarrassed or think it was a cringy thing to do or whatever but i don't care anymore what what people may think and I just want to do what I want to do for myself. And I guess that's what kind of the strength dad gave me to think life is so precious. I just need to do what I want to do now and just kind of give out the message. And you know what I've I've actually realized as well is I really want to help people because I feel at the moment I'm getting support, but I'm not getting the most support. It's hard with with work now that I'm back to sign up to counseling and to find the time because I finish at seven o'clock at night and most counseling sessions don't start at that time, they're done for the day. So it does make make it difficult for me i've been thinking to myself well how can how can people help each other without having to go to counseling and this is disclaimer right now that i'm absolutely not trying to say i've got any counseling confession within me whatsoever or have even studied psychology or anything along those lines so that's just to let anyone know that, that i'm not trying to portray that at all it's more that i think different way a different outlet to discussing grief and discussing feelings and to help and support one another is to talk about it is because I really want to reach out to people and talk, tell them about my experience and for them to tell me about theirs for people who don't, aren't going through it to know how to deal with it and how to feel comfortable with dealing with it because I know for a fact people do think that they're burdening me but you know if someone asks me at this stage even though two months is not a long time at all but it feels like an eternity and people are getting on with their daily lives people are doing their own thing but when if someone says to me how are you doing not just how are you doing but you know how are you doing in the new year how are things going for you how are you feeling about your dad that means so much to me because it's allowing me to have that avenue to speak about it and to speak about him and to keep him with me and alive because I think it really annoyed me about a month ago actually but it was kind of after a few drinks and someone said oh you must be kind of over it by now and I was just like what? What do you mean over it by now? Just because I'm trying to compose myself and I'm going out for a drink and I'm trying to be a normal person and try and do normal things, what gives you the inclination that that must mean that I'm over it? So it gives people who are grieving this sort of guilt almost well I feel guilt anyway that if I'm ever smiling or if I'm ever laughing or if I'm ever having a good time or you know doing something fun that I should feel guilty because I'm not at home crying about it because it gives people the impression that I'm over it so that's another thing that I think we need to all change because for that person to say oh you must be over by now you know having having a good time I was like how can you possibly think that that is what I'm feeling think that when people say to me how are you doing it means so much to me that people realise that I am still struggling and, you know, I always will be struggling. I still feel the rawness all the time and I still think about him. He's not right at the front of my mind at that point. I'm not concentrating on him. He's still there and I want to speak about him. I want to speak about who he was. I want to keep him alive always and uh, laugh and joke and, you know, make the negativity into a positivity. Because when I um, uploaded my YouTube video about how we all feel too scared to talk about it, one of my friends who, his dad passed away a couple of years ago, he messaged me and he said, your video meant so much to me because that's what I felt. I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't speak about it. And when I got drunk, it would kind of explode out of me, which is not healthy. And it's something that's completely relatable because now, for me personally, when I have had a few drinks, I feel the the heaviness and I feel the weight of the whole thing times a million. And last week, I had a couple of drinks in the middle of the week, felt very down and very unmotivated and very flat for days and days and days after. And so much to the point where I've kind of tried to avoid drinking now because I know that's... Maybe I will go back to it one day where I feel like I can have a few and not feel this way, but at the moment I can't and that's okay. And I didn't do much last week in terms of productivity. I kind of sat around and felt sorry for myself and I listened to dad's music and I look at his photos and I cried and, you know, thought about and wrote things down. But that's okay too. I think that I can, ha- I can come across and I can f- seem positive because maybe I am feeling positive that day maybe I feel right. I'm going to get up I'm going to be productive today I'm going to do something for myself I'm going to go to the gym get some endorphins out I'll maybe having a good week comes in waves completely and I think people need to remember that, that I'm, I'm struggling inside too not just me anybody that's going through grieving and I'm sure that anyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about when they've seen someone else going through the same thing they feel very attached to them so for example this is a very strange metaphor but I think, you know, when you buy a car, you feel happy and proud with that car, and you see the the exact same car the model would make literally everywhere you go. I just bought a Mini, and I must see 100 Minis going through town a day, whereas before I wasn't really aware that I was seeing them. So it's kind of like that on a weird way about people who are grieving. So before any of this happened to me, I was almost on like cloud nine bubbled. But I've since discovered so many more people that have gone through a death. It's almost a comfort to know that there are other people going going through it the same as you. Not that you wish, would wish it on anyone else, but it's very comforting to know that you're not the only one going through it, which is easy to think. So I do think there are two different types of death. Um, my granddad passed away, can you believe it, on the same day as my dad. And I was, of course, I was sad about that as well, but he was very ill for a long time. And he was 85 years old. So he had a really good long life. He'd gotten out of it most that he could. And he had a peaceful goodbye. And it is a natural path. And it's almost a celebration of life is what I felt about him. Whereas the loss of a parent or a sibling or child or lover, it's so much more painful because it's almost like it wasn't the plan. As sinister as that sounds, nothing nothing was ever supposed to be the plan. But it's not meant to be sinister. It's almost like you imagined your whole life would go by and they would be there by your side as the closest person in it. And then in a flash, they're gone. And it's its how do you make peace with that? And how do you understand or accept it? And it wasn't natural at all. It just happened. And it's almost like you're a shell of a person who has to carry on their life without them. And you learn how to live again. I, I know for, for a fact that I've had to learn, and I'm still learning how to find my personality again. I feel—I do feel different. I feel like I've got different tolerance levels and different enjoyments. And literally spend next to no time on my phone at the moment because I'm not enjoying being on it. I, I find more enjoyment in going for walks or reading or videoing or talking or, you know, genuinely positive experiences. I enjoy exercising now too. But yeah, the, to- the talking is is very important, I think. And I think no one no one knows or no one will ever know how to go through something like this. I don't think it's something you can learn to live with. It's just kind of trying to get up the next day and feeling a little bit more acceptance with it or a little bit more positive about your, your own life. And I don't want it to break me as a person because I find some days when I have very negative days I feel like a breaking point. You do wonder what the point of anything is when someone so special has been taken away from you but what I want to do is I don't want to let it break me and I want to find some sort of opportunity within this where I can either help other people or I can help myself along the way and I'm no expert like I said counselling or anything but I think this is a good start. I heard a good saying, there is always opportunity in tragedy and I think what that means to me anyway is you can kind of see the world in a different different way after you went through something like this and you can connect with people on a new level so that's what happened today decided to wake up make this first podcast and you know what i actually i feel better now that i've spoken about it even though i'm just speaking to myself i just feel like getting words out and the thoughts that i'm feeling it's a weight lifted off my shoulders and it kind of brings some sort of life to my to my day again and some sort of meaning if that makes sense i just want everyone to know that just make sure to check up on those who are going through it Don't let them feel like they're alone and I think I can speak for anyone who says that they always have that person with them and they always want to keep them alive and don't want to have to feel like they're constantly bottling it all up for the sake of everyone else. And if I can help anyone who's listening or if I can connect in some way, I'd love to continue this topic and involve any specific thoughts or feelings that people have that they're too scared to discuss. Say, for example, you're worried about how grieving will affect your friendships or say if you're not the one that's grieving but your partner is and it's putting a strain on your relationship because you don't know how to deal with it please message or call in and I will steer my next podcast towards that so thank you so much for listening hope that resonated with you in some way and don't forget you're not alone